AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show, Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app, and happy listening. Welcome to the Marketing Agency Show, where we explore solutions to the biggest challenges faced by agencies. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me for the Marketing Agency Show, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Brooke Sellis, and this is the show for agency owners and agency marketers. We explore the topics that no one else is talking about. So pull up a seat to the table and let's have a great conversation. Today, I'll be joined by Valentina Escobar Gonzalez. Also, if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow the show so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's transition over to this week's guest, Valentina. To help explore the frontier of working at and growing agencies, here is this week's expert guide. Hey, everybody. Today, I am so excited to be joined by Valentina Escobar Gonzalez. If you don't know Valentina, you definitely should. She is not only a seasoned marketer, social media strategist, speaker, and marketing educator. She helps individuals and their businesses build authentic connections with their social media. And boy, does she know what it means to be authentic. She deeply understands digital content, social media platforms, social listening practices, and and digital marketing strategies with over 10 years of experience. I think I might have known her for half of that time. Valentina, welcome to the show. Hey, Brooke. I am so excited to be here today with you because I'm a big fan of yours, as you just mentioned. So I'm ready. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> well, I'm ready because, yeah, I think like we were trying to talk about this in the green room, but we've, I think we've known each other for like five years or so online. It could be a little bit longer, but like you really show up as your authentic self. So I'm really excited to chat with you today and to have you share your wisdom with all of our listeners and watchers. But first questions first, what made you say, you know what, I'm going to start my own agency. What made you do this whole crazy thing? So it was a crazy idea. First of all, I got my master's degree. I basically went and get got my MBA degree. And I said to myself, I'm ready. I'm going to have all these amazing job opportunities. And then in my last semester of my MBA, my husband's like, we're moving to Tennessee. So I was living in Florida and we moved to Tennessee and I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anyone. I moved to Tennessee and basically did a Twitter search or X now. <laughs> and I did a Twitter search and I was like, I need women, specifically looked for women that did like marketing, PR and that sort of stuff. And I connected with a few people, but there was no job opportunities, nothing in that time. And this was back in 2011 mm -hmm. when I moved here. There was nothing. So at the beginning of 2012, I started my business and I did a lot of networking and I approached a lot of mom and pops. But that's how I started my business. Wow, that's amazing. And so I'm so glad you did because this is why you're here and why you're going to share our knowledge with us. But share with our audience what kind of clients you serve. Like, who do you serve? What do you do for them? Give us the goods. Oh, I love it. So I'm fo mostly focused on mom and pops, but like I've had agencies as clients. You know, when I first started, I had these, these like agencies that didn't even know what social media marketing was. So I did that. I was doing the social media for clients, but it was mostly mom and pops. And, you know, but I've worked with all all 
basically a whole gambit of industries. And I started my business doing the social media and occasionally doing workshops. So I would go to the small business development centers and do Facebook 101, Instagram 101. I did Facebook and all these sort of social media networks and I would do workshops. And then these mom and pops would go or people in corporate jobs would come to these things and even their managers because they wanted to know enough so they can manage their employees. So I had a whole range of people. And then during COVID, I decided to stop doing the social media for my clients and specifically focus on just, you know, workshops and one-on-ones with clients. I love that. And I, I've also seen, you know, following you on social that you've done a lot of these workshops. And so before I ask you the next question, I just want to know really quickly, how did doing those workshops affect your business? It sounded like they were really good for business, right? Joining the local chamber and whatnot. Yeah. So doing that and just being a part of the small business development center, I think I wouldn't be where I am in my business if it wasn't for those resources. Everyone should look into going into those centers all over the country. But what I love about that is that you become a speaker, you're a presenter, you become a thought expert, and then you have people coming up to you saying, I'm stuck, or, you know, I need more help. And then I would do the one-on-ones with them. But I think it's so fundamental to be a speaker, to learn, because I, and we're going to be talking about this a lot, I'm assuming, just learning and being up to date with everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I love that you said that, because when I first got my start, we were living in New York City, but then we had moved to out to New Jersey, and I knew no one, much like you. And I ended up joining a local BNI, which is like a networking group, a small business networking group. So that's how I kind of like got my start too. So I think that's really sound advice if you're just starting out or if maybe you're struggling, you know, look to your local resources to try to help you help you grow. So today we're going to be talking about getting creative and how can we get more creative? Because I know if you're anything like me, the past three years have been hard. And sometimes when you're in a slump in any aspect of your life, it's really hard to get out of your comfort zone and find that creative zone. So I first want to know, how do you describe for yourself or for your clients comfort zone and creative zone? And what do they mean to you personally and professionally? That is a great question because a lot of us probably get stuck on both. The comfort zone is where I'm going to just keep doing this because this is bringing in the money and this is easy to me. And, you know, when you're not comfortable, when you're in the creative zone, this is like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm about to do this. I'm about to do this. This is so scary. (laughs) And that's happened a lot lately. And I hate it. I'm scared of it, but I keep going for it because that's what we're in that industry. We can't just settle. We have to keep pushing ourselves. Yeah, I totally agree. And so when you say creative zone versus comfort zone, so it's like, is it both professionally and personally that you're like, hey, I'm comfortable. I'm getting too comfortable. I need to push myself. Is that kind of like your inner voice? Yes. And I think it's also, I'm glad you asked that because professionally and and personally are two different things. So obviously, you know, professionally, we can be subscribed to all these like updates and emails and be, you know, take these classes. Like on Wednesday, I'm going to do the 10 week program that marketing profs is doing for the AI. I did the eight week program over the summer and I'm going to do it again, uh, the 10 week version starting uh, this week. But pushing yourself, being in those discord communities i'm dying to tell you the story that i have to tell you about getting really out of your comfort zone but then also personally i got a really into the enneagram training two years ago and i think it's so important to really understand what you offer what are your strengths and then understand what other people are like so when we were talking in the pre-chat we learned about each other's numbers and i think it really helps 
understand how you can work with others because we're business owners. We have to know how to work with our clients and people that would do projects for us under us. So we have to understand their personality. So I think it's very important to personally learn new things and then also professionally. Yeah, I think that's really sound advice too, because I have to remind myself that the way I communicate and the way I work and the certain standards that I have are not the same as anyone else's. And you have to come to accept that, right? Even as a business owner, you have to realize that just because your standards are way up here and you like to communicate in this certain way and you expect these things, that doesn't mean that that's how people you work with, whether they be clients or team members or or partners. That is something that, yeah, I think, you know, you really have to get behind to understand that A, not everybody's going to be like me and B, how can I meet them in the middle to come to where they are? So, What was the pivotal moment for you when you pushed yourself to step out of your comfort zone in search of a greater creativity? Can you give us like a little story? This is my favorite story. So listen to this. So I did something super scary. I signed up to go to Mark Schaefer's uprising in Knoxville. It was it was super different because I've been to like the HubSpot conference and this was a retreat. So you're with 30 people, 30 marketing leaders. And that was the first part. The second part's like, Mark, he told me, he's like, I want you to lead a session or, you know, just talk for 10 minutes. And I'm like, sure. Why not? (laughs) And it's like his faith in me gives me faith in myself. So don't ask me what I was doing 10 minutes before I actually had to speak in front of everyone. But the scary part is, it's not so much speaking. I love speaking is, okay, what can I say to these 30 other marketers in the room that would knock their socks off? So I did a little bit of like the superwoman pose 10 minutes before and breathing in and out. But what I did is I did that presentation. Everyone loved it. And then He's like, oh, there's this thing called Discord. And I was like, I don't know what Discord is. So I joined Discord and then he had this like token version of a VIP group. Then I learned about like the crypto and the Web3. Uh, that was April of that year. So 2022. Then I did that. Then I joined Discord. Then I did the VIP thing, the token thingy. And then eventually... People in the group are like, why don't we come up with this book? And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And, and, and they're like, all these topics. And I picked Instagram. And then the, the book, the most amazing marketing book ever, came out. And it's like, it all started because I said to myself, I'm going to sign up for that conference. It's only an hour and a half away from my house. What do I have to lose? Yes, I'll say yes to him and do a breakout session. Yes, I'll join Discord. Yes, I'll learn about the Web3 and the crypto and the tokens and all that fun stuff. Yes, I'll say yes to authoring a chapter in this book and and then recording it. Oh, my goodness. If you ever want to have a complexity problem, go and record a chapter of hearing your voice. That was the story. And I, I think I want to mention we're in the beginning of the year where everyone has these amazing resolutions and maybe you're tuning in halfway through the year, but maybe this is a sign. Maybe you had to hear someone's vulnerable story, like I said, to push yourself. It might not be the beginning of the year for you when you're hearing this, but maybe this is a sign 
maybe you've been manifesting a change in your life. I think this is important to mention that. Yes, yes, I couldn't agree more. And I love that you stuck your toe out there to get creative and out of your comfort zone in one small area, but it snowballed. And I think that is what happens when you get out of your comfort zone and you go into your creative zone. Okay, because we like to show all sides of the truth here on the Marketing Agency Show, can you tell us that any significant time or moment when you didn't go out of your comfort zone and because you face some kind of barrier, like what kept you back from going there and how did you end up overcoming that to step out of your creative zone? You know, if I, I'm not from here. You know, I'm, I live in Tennessee now. I'm from Miami, Florida. I'm Hispanic. So I moved to this area. I didn't know anyone. And I kept hearing, oh, you have an accent. Oh, you're not from here. And it kind of, it lowered my self-esteem at one point in and I, it made me critical of how I sound and speak. And I just kept going for it. And I'm like, I'm going to use this as an asset that I don't look like everyone else in this neck of the woods. That I don't sound like everyone else in this neck of the woods. And I just kept going and go and go and do workshops and network and really push myself. And the funny story is in the height of COVID, I was going like everyone else to one of those home repair stores. And I'm wearing one of my big sun hats because I live in sun hats, my crazy dark glasses. I'm wearing my mask. I'm we I might have been wearing my gloves at that point. <laughs> and this is in the dead of summer. And I'm starting talking to my kids about paint colors. And someone turns around, they're like, that's Valentina. <laughs> and they went up to me and they're like, Valentina, I'm so glad I ran into you because I want to hire you to do a, a workshop, a speaking engagement in the next month. And I was like, I'm going to just embrace my acts. I'm going to embrace myself and just keep cultivating who I am. So that pushed me out of my comfort zone. The more I realize that I stand out, the more unique it is for branding purposes and to embrace who I am. Because I think everyone, you have a story, Brooke. I have a story. We all have a story. We need to tell it. And people appreciate our uniqueness. Yes. And I love that. You, I hope you realized, even, I know you realize it now, but I hope you realized at that time, it was your voice. It was your accent that set you apart in that moment. Because as you said, <laughs> nobody was going to recognize you based on looks, right? With your sun hat and your sunglasses and your mask and your gloves. So I love that so much. And so is it true? Like now do you just like embrace your your voice? And your, which, by the way, I don't hear a big accent, but <laughs> that's beside the point. I think, you know, hopefully you realize that that was a strong point of yours, like something that set you apart, your differentiator. Yeah. And I think another thing I want to talk about is taking the time to slow down. So now that I'm embracing who I am and it took me a couple of years to do it embracing not to rush things, not to book myself, to really cultivate time for creativity. And we talked about this in the pre-chat. Like I strive to be off on Fridays. I think as creatives, we need to find, we, we're expected to be creative. We are supposed to just come up with the campaign and you know knock the socks off of our clients, but we have to find that time to cultivate it. And where can we do that? Uh, right behind me is my little chair where I sit and just meditate. I meditate every morning and that and I started doing that recently and it's helped me so much to really cultivate thoughts. Another place, and this is TMI, is the shower or the <laughs> dishwasher. Yes. At one point I had aqua notes, which is these little sticky pads and notes that you can actually tape onto your, your bathroom and you can write notes down in there. So because my best thoughts are in the, the shower or in the laundry room. Can't tell you how many times I've brought my computer into the laundry room. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I love that so much. Yeah, I'm definitely a shower person. Oh, I love the aqua notes, by the way, and a car person. Like in the car. Oh my god. Like I should just schedule rides on Friday. So like Valentina, I schedule Fridays off. I try to because that's when I try to recharge in some way. I don't sit in the shower all day or the car all day, but maybe I should. Maybe I should start scheduling a car ride on Fridays for the creative juices to get going. I go to Asheville, which is an hour away, Asheville, North Carolina. And that's my happy place. You cross these beautiful mountains and I just turn into podcasts. I turn like I'm a podcast junkie. So I'm constantly listening to podcasts. But I think there's times where you have to like slow down. We just came off the holiday break and I really took the time to indulge in young adult novels, rom-coms. I usually am reading marketing books left and right and business books and self-help books. I'm like, no, I'm going to just read these little cheesy books and just enjoy and giggle because I think we need that time to decompress. I think I'm seeing a movement. I don't know about you, Brooke, but I'm seeing a movement where people are slowing down more. People that are hustlers, they're like, oh, I'm taking an extra week off. And I'm like, I'm glad that people are actually doing these things. Yes, I'm totally picking up what you're putting down because I think... Yes, I've seen a total shift away from the hustle culture. (laughs) And I love that that's happening. I even said that this year, my resolution for the year, you know, Alex and I sat down, we did our interview the year numbers, and we're sitting in a pretty good place, even though last year was, you know, tough again. And I just said, can we like not sit on our laurels, not like sit back and do nothing? Can we just like relax a little bit this year? Can we put rest and like self in front of everything else? And he said, I think that's a great idea. So that's literally I mean, it's not that we're not working. We're not doing things. I'm still trying to get sales, but I'm not going to break my back. I'm not going to cancel that holiday that I had planned or vacation that I had planned or I'm not going to come in on that Friday when I should be taking the car ride to get creative juices going to, you know, do something. I have to put myself first. And I want to be vulnerable. I started saying this in my mastermind group last week, actually. And I'm like, I'm taking Fridays to be off and to devote myself to my spouse. I was reading a really great book called Halftime by Bob Brokeford. And it's about people that are going through like their midlife crisis or just, you know, their second half of their career. And it's such a great book. And and someone was saying in the book that they take one day a week to be with their spouse. And I think it's like, it helps when you cultivate that relationship because it bleeds into everything else, your business, your kids, your personal life, if you have that foundation. And I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Brooke, because I also do the goal setting with my spouse too. And I love what you said, because based on your personality, what your Enneagram number is, I know that you love structure and like following the rules and everything. So I think that's so big that you said that, that you take a break from everything once in a yeah. while. Yeah. I'm my own worst enemy, as you know, being a one. So I'm a one Enneagram with a wing nine, I believe. And yours is? A two wing three. Two wing three. Yeah. So if you're into Enneagrams, or go take the test. And then when the show comes out, leave what you are in the notes. But it's really interesting because it's totally me. Like I'm a perfectionist. I crave structure. I need the plan well in advance. (laughs) So yeah, I have to work on putting myself first because the structure in my mind is like the business always comes first. And putting yourself first, like we talked about this in the pre-chat, like taking those days where you're not going to put your face on for the women that are listening to this you know, there's a freedom where you you don't have to put curl your hair, put the statement necklace, paint your nails, and just focus on what you need to do, whether it's a follow-up Friday or, you know, like when you schedule days where you know you need to put the whole show on. Yes, I love that you said that. Yeah, because it's true, you know, and this may not resonate with some of our listeners, but for Valentina and I, we were talking about this in the in the green room. 
for me to be on camera, it's a whole process. I have to make sure my hair's done and blow dried. I put my makeup on. I pay attention to what I'm wearing. Are my nails painted? You know, <laughs> yeah. So Valentina and I, I think when we, it was when we had the pre-call, I didn't have any makeup on. I was like, sorry, I don't have any makeup on. And she was like, girl, why are you apologizing for not having me on? <laughs> we both weren't ma- wearing makeup. And that's, the, that's that mental clutter. That's the mental clutter that I want to talk about, Brooke, because some of us, we get so focused on those things and we could be doing something else. We could be enjoying an amazing book or whatever. And I've seen that with other people. I've seen that with other agency owners where they're like, no, I'm going to clean the toilets. And these are people that have employees and like, I'm going to spend my Sundays doing the house cleaning for the office or these professionals that these marketing agency owners that they spend every hour booked of the day and they don't cultivate that one day or maybe half a day or maybe just one morning, a coffee run and just take the time to just write down their thoughts and process what they really want for their year, what they really want for their businesses here. Yeah. What would you say if you could give one big risk of stepping outside of your comfort zone or going into an unfamiliar territory and one big reward. Maybe somebody's listening right now and they, you know, they're having a hard time getting out into that comfort zone. What would you give them as the risk? Like, yes, it's, it may be scary because X, but, but if Y happens, the reward, it could look like this. Well, you know, just get back to the earlier story. If I had not gone to that marketing retreat, Would the book, would I be part of this amazing book? You know, it's like you have to push yourself. We're not in that industry. I mean, I can't think of an industry that's not being affected by AI and constant change. But I always think about someone that works in a morgue. I always think, is there like, you know, I don't know. I I don't know why I always think that. But as marketers, you know that we're in an industry that people expect us to just come up. It's like a magician with the bunny. You know, we have to come up with the bunny outside of the hat. We have to do it. If we don't do it, if you don't take the time to push yourself, not only just push yourself, but invest in yourself, educate yourself, who's going to do it? No one. You have to do it. Yeah, no one's going to do it for you. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show. Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app and happy listening. So, What mind shifts do you think are necessary for you to embrace discomfort for the sake of creativity? Yeah, I think you have to, like I said, you have to say, I'm going to put my differences aside. I'm going to use it to my advantage. Everyone has a story. Everyone has something that makes them unique. Some, you know, their background. Like I have this fantasy that one day, whenever I see you in real life, we're going to play Zelda and horseback ride. Like we have to, (laughs) like, that's the sort of stuff. Like I, you know, I think it's so important to get over that and research, understand what that person has to offer. Like I've known you for years, so I kind of know what you like and expect and everything. I think it makes it easier when you research and educate yourself. That's going to help you in the long run to feel more confident in whatever you have to do. Well, and I think you've talked about it too. I mean, you've said the word several times, but being vulnerable, I think is part of this journey, right? Like 
I say this all the time when it, in regards to social media, that brands aren't vulnerable enough with their content and their audiences and their communities. But I do think like that's the tenet of any basic relationship, right? If you want to get creative with your clients, let's say, and you're working on that client relationship, you have to get vulnerable to get to that solution, at least in my opinion. Yeah. And people appreciate it because I think we all carry some things on us. And when you see that that person's relatable, I think that helps you just build your business because people understand that you are human, that you have things that happen. And, you know, it's just one of those things that helps build a bond when you say, okay, this is what's happening to me today. My green room wasn't working. So I just created my own green room, you know, like the background space. But it's just one of those things that people understand where you're coming from and everyone is understanding if you just tell them what's going on. Yeah, I think that's just something that is missing a lot from leadership, agency ownership, whatever you want to call it. But leadership, let's just put that label on it, is that like accepting part. I mean, like that's what I was saying earlier about being an entrepreneur and and expecting everybody to, you know, do things at this level and to communicate this way with these outcomes. And that's not fair, right? If we remember that everybody is a human, everybody has their own standards, their own way of communicating, their own way of getting things done. And that's okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So from, let's say we've gotten out of our comfort zone, we're in our creative zone. How do you sustain that? Right. Like, how do you sustain that versus going back to just sitting in your comfort zone and being like, this is fine. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I was doing the AI course during the summer and I'm like, well, I see it listed again. And, you know, things are constantly changing with AI. So I'm going to sign up for that class again. I signed up to go to the next uprising in April. So I've signed up to go to that. So I'm always trying to find opportunities to join things right now we're at the beginning of the year so i want to send a couple of proposals out for speaker engagements you know for the year and it's always at the beginning of the year so i'm like okay as soon as i'm done with brooks podcast i'm gonna start looking into all these places that i want to apply to be a speaker so that's the sort of thing that you have to do brooke is always be in the lookout of where you can create opportunities and i think another thing is and this is pre-woo-woo stuff but I believe in manifesting every Monday morning, I journal and I write what, what I want to happen. And I can't tell you how many times that has occurred. Things happen. You have to put what you want in the world out there. You either verbalize it or you write it down. But I think it's being consistent. I mean, I'm going to say this like all the time. Consistency is key. Let's touch on that a tiny bit, because I love that you said manifestation and visualizing. So I was not good at this, admittedly, in my business until the past couple of years and I actually learned to do it from horseback riding. I would. Oh my goodness, I need to hear this. This is going to be so awesome. <laughs> I would visualize what I wanted to happen in the lesson. Or if I was doing like a dressage pattern, I would visualize myself going through the pattern. Dressage <laughs> is like doing ballet on a horse. Yeah, it's like dancing with your horse. Like they have, it's an Olympic sport, it's real. But to visualize the pattern happening, it helped me calm my mind and my body in the moment to get through that pattern or to ask my horse to do that thing. And I think it just put me in a state of, I've already seen it, even though I hadn't seen it, it was in my mind, but I've already seen myself doing it perfectly mm -hmm. in my mind. So did I do it perfectly on the ground in real life? No, but it was a lot better 
than when I didn't visualize it happening. And once I started doing that at work, it's so funny. Things started to to become a lot easier because I've already visualized that success or that client pitch or that speaking job, whatever it is, going well, right? So talk about when you manifest and you visualize, you mentioned like a board. Is that what you do? You create like vision boards? So actually, this is going to get super woo-woo here, but I listen to subliminal sounds every Monday and I have a journal and I just write it down. I write it down. And then I have certain things taped above my computer as a reminder or things that I see when I'm reading magazines and I clippings. And I was like, I'm going to clip this here and I'm going to just, and I look at it and it happens. It takes time. Is that going to happen tomorrow? But it takes years, years. I did one last year. I said, I am a speaker at a national conference. And it happened. I spoke in Nashville for a national conference at the Gaylord uh, Opperland in Nashville. Another one's like, I travel all the time to new places with my family. Well, a client of mine's like, I'm doing a new conference and I want you to come just to see what you think. And so I went to the Greenbrier in West Virginia and it was a free event. And I was able to bring my whole family and I've never been to West Virginia and I've always wanted to go to West Virginia and those sort of things happen. So it's just, you write it down and you just fully believe it's going to happen one day. And then it does happen. But back to your dressage thing, Brooke, do you put like pictures of yourself writing? Because I do that with my computer screen. I put pictures of me speaking. Oh, wow. No, I don't do that with horseback riding. What I do do, and again, this is a personal thing, but this could lead into a professional thing. I am not the most stylish person. I'm like super basic. No way. (laughs) I'm super basic. But what I do is when I see an outfit of... Of, that I like online, I clip it and I put it into my notes and I and I write under the notes like what my outfit would be like using my clothes. So like my cream Banana Republic sweater with my black, you know, gap pants and my boots or whatever. So that's how I visualize the outfit. And I know this sounds so silly and, and personal. <laughs> I, I do the same thing too as well. Yeah, but this is what helps you visualize right now. I can go into this. I have a huge file now because I've been doing it for a long time and I can have an idea of what I want to wear and then go into the file and like fine tune it and know exactly what pieces I need to take out of the closet and put on and then look put together. I love it. Yeah, because you're constantly going to social events and conferences. So I think it's just like I said, it gets rid of that mental clutter of what am I going to wear? What am I going to? Yes. That's such a great point that you bring that up. I have a speaking outfits, like conference outfits folder. And so when I go to a conference, whether I'm speaking or not, again, I have clipped ideas of what I want to put together. And it does. It helps me keep my calm, right? Did it, but did it change when you changed hair color? Because you were blonder before. <laughs> I was. I went back to my natural color. And yes, I mean, I had to change some things because I, I don't think I was dressing in my season, but that's another episode. <laughs> so let's talk about what advice, that the advice that you would give. So like, let's say other people are watching or listening and they're looking for advice. They are really hesitant to leave their comfort zones, maybe because they're an introvert or maybe just because it's comfortable there, right? What advice would you give them to help them unlock that desire? Because first things first, you have to want it, right? So how can they want it? How can they obtain that desire from their comfort zone to get to their creative potential? And I'm so glad that you asked that question. I always answer the question with consistency. How can you find yourself to be more consistent? But back to the introverts, I'm an amnivert, so I need, I can be social and then I can be very introverted. I think introverts have such a powerful, a super strength. 
that they are good listeners. And everyone that's an extrovert loves someone that listens to them. So I think you should really use that to your advantage. Introverts have a hidden secretness that they can really connect with people. So use that to your advantage. But I think it's pushing yourself, finding ways to put yourself like I said, follow these updates, subscribe to newsletters, do these sort of things so you know and you're aware, okay, this is coming up, I need to sign up for it. And put yourself and be intentional that you're going to do it. And like you said, you have to enjoy it. So I know I'm, I'm going to enjoy these things because the more knowledge I get on AI, the more confident I will be on AI. The more confident it's like, Valentina, can you do speak a little bit about AI and how we can use it with this and that? Sure. I might not have all the answers, but at least I have some sort of knowledge now because I keep educating myself to do AI and to say yes and not be too scared. I still will be scared, but I'm not going to be as scared. Yeah, it's so true. And I like the way you're presenting it as, you know, you you probably read about AI first, right? You saw an article or something and then that you're in that lurker mode, right? Let's just call it a lurker in your comfort zone. You're lurking. You don't have to leave your comfort zone to lurk. But you had to leave your comfort zone to sign up for the course. Exactly. And then it does help when you have like the paid version of these memberships where you can just say, sign up, done. <laughs> but even if it's an investment, it's not so much the monetary investment, it's the time. You can either go to YouTube or Google it and find articles, or you can pay someone to teach you and do an online course. It's going to help you to have that structure of the online course because it's going to be like once a week. And then, you know, you can pocket that out in your schedule. I think the secret is pocketing times to work on these things throughout your day. So making sure every Wednesday I have that at noon on my schedule now. Let's talk about that a little bit because time blocking is something, you know, a lot of people do. I am here and there with it, but well, I believe that you do a lot. <laughs> You're really good at that. I believe in you, Brooke. Thank you. Do you do a lot of time blocking? And if so, like, what does that look like in your calendar? Like, can you just tell us, like, take us through a Monday through Sunday with you? And how do you like plan your calendar so that you make sure you get out of your comfort zone? Oh, my goodness. I love this. We're getting very personal today. My Mondays are like my admin days and I usually do volunteer. So every Every Monday at noon, I go to my Rotary Club. So I volunteer or list, you know, every second of the month, uh, which is today, I volunteer at the food bank and we pack boxes and I get to network and hang out with the people that are in my Rotary Club or visitors. Tuesdays is meetings with my clients. Wednesdays, my mastermind group and meeting with my clients and Thursday as, as well. And then Friday, like I said, I take Fridays to be off. To be, you know, just I might occasionally go to like a networking thing that my client's doing or lunch and learn, but I usually spend the rest of the day with my spouse. And then, of course, my kids, you know, once they get off the bus, it's all them. <laughs> right, right. By, by choice or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then again, when it comes to putting your outfit on, putting your face, I don't have to worry about that on Fridays. You know, Monday, not today, we're making an exception. The two of us are making an exception to be with each other. But normally I put the face on a Tuesday through Thursday. So that's just, yes. that's how it is. Okay. So it sounds like you're blocking out your schedule Monday through Friday, but you're also removing those mental roadblocks. Like you just said, like you're removing the mental clutter of, oh man, what am I going to wear? I have to put, I have to do my hair. I have to put makeup on. So you're, you're getting ready. You're allowing the space to come through for that creativity, not just by scheduling it, but like clearing the mental clutter away to say like, this is going to leave me more open to be creative. Yeah. And I like I already know this week I cannot take on another meeting because then I'm going to get in that frustration of I have too much going on and nothing's going to come into me. Nothing's going to come projecting towards me, you know, 
thought wise, creativity wise. So I, I already re- reached that threshold this this week that I cannot take on any more meetings. Uh, I do allow pockets of time where there's nothing going on. I do that too, and I'm I need to learn from you on this one because I am my own worst enemy. Like I will just back to back to back myself on those open days. That's the one in you. So <laughs> so you're saying how do you have the mental strength to not add that one little meeting in to that time? Like because I know that the people expect me to be the happy go lucky Valentina that I am. So if I'm like saturated and and like super busy and overwhelmed, they're not going to get why they hired me. They expect a certain person when they see me. So I have to live up to that expectation that I have to be that person. I have to be intentional because that's what they're paying me to be. Mm, so good. Well, would you be willing to share with us any areas or aspects of your life where you still feel challenged to step out of your comfort zone? Because it sounds like you have it all together. <laughs> I'm telling you, the AI, it's pushing me. That AI stuff is pushing me. It's like, I know that I need to be doing this and that and use this tool. And it's like, how much time in a day do I really have? You know, that's my complexity. I think everyone has. Can I say that everyone has the same complexity as me right now with AI? I feel like we all could know more and learn more and play with this new tool, like this, you know, shiny object. And I, you just have to control yourself. And Okay, I'm going to do that one a week, one hour a week course. And I'm going to just do that and do that. Maybe experiment here and there. But you have to say no. Yeah. Saying no, I think, is a really big part of being creative because like I just told on myself, you know, when you say yes to all of those meetings, I'm back to back to back. You know, by the time I get to Friday this week, guess what? I'm going to be exhausted because I did that to myself. And that's not going to lead to a really productive or creative thinking Friday, right? Especially when you have all that stuff in the background that you have right now, the snow, you know, <laughs> you might have to turn on the happy light and turn it on for five minutes just to get yourself in a happy moment because of all that stuff that you have in the background there. Yeah, the snow, <laughs> the snow. Yeah. So So tell me this, how do you constantly get ready for the year? Having all of this in mind, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, getting ready for the year because we're in a new year, like you said, how do you get ready for that every year? And then how do you see yourself planning for years out past? Do you only look at the year in front of you or do you go out further? I don't know. I think it's just my personality. People are like, oh, I have a five-year plan, a three-year plan. My plan is, okay, let's just survive this year. <laughs> no, I don't know if COVID taught anyone this, but I don't plan ahead because it's like COVID happened, AI happened. There's no way you can plan in the future. You just have to accept what it is and then have time to uh, what is it, embrace that chaos that just came. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I know that once a year I'm going to go to a conference or something that's going to blow my mind away. So I know that I'm going to pocket a conference once a year at least. And, you know, for, for business owners and, you know, new marketing agencies, that might be really hard to find the budget to use that. But you know that you're going to go to one thing. I'm going to spend a couple of times a year learning a new skill, whether it's the AI or, you know, storytelling, what have you, and making sure that you do those things. Again, putting it on your calendar. If you don't have a good calendar, you're not going to be successful. You have to have a good, I mean, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> no, but I totally subscribe to that. Like everything I, I say, I live and die by my calendar and it's so true. And this is something I've just started doing in the last like two, three years is I've started 
making myself go to conferences, not because I'm speaking there, but because I need to constantly be learning, right? So like I went to the Maycon conference last year, which is the marketing and AI conference that Paul Reitzer puts on because I needed to know more about AI. I wanted to learn about AI. We have to be students too. I think to be creative, you have to be willing to get into that student role to be willing to learn, right? Yeah, I think you mentioned this in the past. Don't quote me if I'm wrong, but I know you're part of a mastermind group. I think it's important to be part, not in something marketing, but just something in a in like a mastermind group. So every Wednesday, I have a mastermind group and I get there 15 minutes early and I just do a video on my story. So every Wednesday people in my tribe and my community you know that's a big thing right now in marketing is the community aspect Mm -hmm. every Wednesday and I have my face on that day I go to my mastermind group I actually physically drive there locally and I just get there 15 minutes early and I do a video about what's going on a pocket of a nugget information something that's going on social media or AI or whatever or something that happened with my client that might be useful for someone else to know and I record a video so that's my way of being intentional and people see me because people want to see me. They, they know, like, and trust me. So I have to force myself once a week to put my face out there. It's so interesting. I think I just came up with this whole episode in a nutshell, which is if you want creativity, and this is going to sound counterintuitive, but if you want creativity, you have to have self-discipline. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. If we were all consistent, we will be rich, fit, and successful. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's what it is. It's self-discipline. You have to have self-discipline to be creative. This has been amazing and you've been wonderful. And again, you're just your true authentic self and you bring so much good energy and excitement to the things that you do and say. So thank you so much. If people who are listening or watching want to get in touch with you, they want to know what you're working on. How can they find you? What are you working on? All the good things. Well, definitely check out the most amazing marketing book ever by Mark Schaefer and friends. We have 36 authors from 10 countries, 750 years of experience. This is a huge deal when it comes to this book. So I was part of the Instagram chapter. So this is an awesome book. And it's so fun because if you listen to the audible version, you're going to hear all those accents from everyone from all these places from the 10 countries. We also have a Kindle version, but as you saw, we have the paperback version. Right now, I just want to keep talking about this book because it's so relevant, whether you're a new graduate or someone that's seasoned like you and me, or even more seasoned professionals, because there's it's just all these different topics. Like I said, 750 years of experience. The most amazing marketing book ever. Love it. Check it out on Amazon and check Valentina out. Which social site are you hanging out on the most on now? Well, I want to see my website is beyond-engagement.com. And I'm on everything. You know, I, I hang out, but my happy place is Instagram and LinkedIn, but I'm, I'm all over the place as well. <laughs> awesome. Well, Everyone should find you and connect with you and just get this wonderful, good energy from you and the self-discipline. I'm going to start to follow you with the goal of finding out how you self-discipline so I can self-discipline to be more creative. I believe in you, Brooke. I know you can do it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. That's the end of our show today. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you're new to this show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, let your friends know about the show. I'm at Brooke Sellis on Instagram and Twitter. And for fun, make sure you tag at SM Examiner. Also, be sure to check out our other shows, 
the Social Media Marketing Podcast, and the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. This brings us to the end of this week's Marketing Agency Show. We'll catch you next week as we explore the adventures of marketing agency life. The Marketing Agency Show is a production of Social Media Examiner. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.